Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Uh, let's bring in Michael on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Hello, Michael. What's going on, guys? Well, we we're all over the damn place today. So uh, we have a video system now, so now all our shows are streamed because they're like, wow. Uh, the show wasn't bad enough when it was just on the radio. Now you're going to stick it on video, too, so you can watch it on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. But then on top of that, um, we're kind of all over the place today. We were talking about uh, loaves of bread and Joe Bryan barbecue wings, and we got all sidetracked, Joe Klein. So um, loaves of bread, Michael, you're a foodie. Do you, do you finish your loaves of bread? Do you find purposes for all the pieces, or do you toss the uh, heels or other portions of the of the bread? Oh, the ends! I love the ends. That's my favorite. You, you tell me what you get a little sausage and uh, a little sausage on a, on a cold winter day, hot sausage on a and a little end. You don't want all the bread. You just want a little bit of bread. That's my favorite. And mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've bought a loaf of bread in seven years, eight years. I make all my own bread, so we're we're in business. Okay, makes all his own bread. Now I'll make some yeah. beer bread and I'll make some focaccia bread now and again, but I'm not making like sandwich bread. That's that's impressive. Yeah, the Amish. I make an Amish white loaf. Can't beat it. And um, I'll tell you what, I make that. I make a, you know, I'm, I make focaccia. I make, um, I make croissant. Like I do. I'm all, I'm all in on all that. Hmm, dude, serious. That's impressive. Biscuits, of course. I'm from the south. Yes, of course. Obviously, the uh, preferred, the preferred form of bread. Um, so last weekend we had a lot of good games. I mean, the Alabama yeah. LSU game was good until uh, Daniels got knocked out. Hey. And then uh, C or not Tennessee, uh, Missouri gave Georgia mm-hmm. a pretty good game. I mean, yep. it kind of lived up to the hype. I was pretty pleased with what we got to see last weekend. I was pleased too. I thought Georgia was going to pull away, and they just couldn't do it, which you know makes you kind of makes you think a little bit more. Obviously, Florida State was able to. Florida State's doing this like slow move that they do. Uh, USC and, and Washington was interesting, obviously, and I'll say this right now. Anyone that's upset with um, Caleb Williams being that upset about losing, like he has, like he doesn't have a problem. You have a problem. I don't get he's that. He's trying his best, and they don't. They just there. He can't get the support that he needs from his team, and because he can't do it all by himself, this is it's, it's really hard. And I thought the Texas game was interesting because Kansas State could have kicked the field goal and got oh. a reprieve and had a chance to win the game. Yes, so that was interesting. Alabama, to me, though. And I, you know what? I'd be interested to hear coaches thought on this. Um, neighbors, early, so good. They did a really good job of hiding him, and then Alabama adjusted that defense at halftime, and then all of a sudden he doesn't do anything. Malik Neighbors, coach, did you watch LSU? Yeah, Alabama? I watched it, and, and God, I wish Daniels wouldn't have gone out. I think it was headed a certain direction anyway. But what a great game to watch! Yeah, and yeah. Uh, but yeah, they did. They did. A, they you know, and that's what Saban is, right? Right. Saban's a defensive yeah. guru and all that kind of stuff, and. And I'm surprised. I was surprised that Neighbors did as well as he did in the first half. And right. then I was surprised that he did equally not as well in the second half. Like, I, I couldn't believe that you could make one little – I say one little. You could make an adjustment, and then they couldn't move him around and counter that a little bit better because LSU's done a good job this year doing those things. But they may have just said, hey, he's still better than anybody they've got. We'll leave it the same and see if we can throw it up to him or whatever, and it didn't work out. It's not vintage by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. Alabama's defense is pretty good, but to watch those yeah. two dudes just run around like they were playing against eighth yeah. graders mm-hmm. was hilarious. Yeah. It was incredible yeah. to watch how they just had a whole other gear. The difference is, I, th- I think, and tell me what you think on this. I, I think, I think 
I think Daniels may have secured himself as the best quarterback coming out this year hmm. against that defense cool. and still to be able to run around and do what he wanted to do. You know, I know there's Caleb Williams, but but uh, I no. mean, man, I think Daniels is a pocket passer that does a good mm-hmm. job on pre-snap reads, playing quarterback first and running second, which is what you need to do in the NFL because if you run first, quarterback second, look at what they're doing to Lamar Jackson now. They're making him quarterback first because he was getting hurt all the time. Mm-hmm. You just can't live that way, and I think that's what Daniels is going to end up being. I'm going to go Michael Penix over Jaden Daniels. Um Love what he's been able to do, but I do agree with you on the idea that you have to play within the structure of an offense. You have to play within that structure, and that's the part where Caleb Williams, for me, has kind of not a fall. Like what we're talking about, we're talking about we're talking about five quarterbacks who are going to drive in probably the top seven, right? Where yeah. I think it's Penix, Daniels, um, Drake May. Those three guys play within the structure of the offense, and then Caleb Williams is someone's going to take a bet on him, and we, we just have to figure out where they're going to take the bet on him in the, from an NFL draft standpoint. Is it number one? Is it two? Is it three? Is it four? Because he still doesn't play within the structure of offense, which brings up Lincoln Riley. Is You look at Lincoln Riley's NFL draft quarterbacks, and I'm not giving him Jalen Hurts because I've never seen another quarterback that played for Lincoln Riley <laughs> squat 700 pounds. That's Bama built. And so the reality for me is, his quarterbacks that have been drafted, um, Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray, Baker's a journeyman. Kyler, the, the the excuse me, the Cardinals are in the quarterback lottery right now. So I just think that we're looking at guys that have a little bit. I think the signs off the apple with Lincoln Riley, but I also think that we've got other guys that are in the mix with respect to Caleb Williams. And oh, let me um, let me ask you this: Where do we where do we stand on Ole Miss? Uh, in what way? Like, do I think they're going to give Georgia a ball game this week? No. Yeah. No? Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Okay. I do. I do, too. Tell me why. I I, I really love um, Lane Kiffin. I do, and too. But the, he He's put stuff on tape that Georgia is wasting time on that he's never going to run. And so he's going to show you looks that Georgia is going to be like, they do this, they do this, they do this, and they're going to either do something different or they just won't show those looks at all, and they're going to run. A, they're going to run a completely different play, and it's personnel packages, it's formations, it's motions, it's all those things. I think that they're. I think they're going to give Georgia a game. I think this is going to be. I think that. I think this might be the best game of the weekend. Georgia has a better offense. Georgia has a better defense. Georgia is at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, oh no, I agree. With Coach, what do you? Why things. do you like Ole Miss? I, I like Ole Miss because I think they do something that causes. Georgia's defense to not be as good. They show him multiple looks. They can do literally yep. anything, and he can change the play faster than they can change defenses, and that yep. gives them a little advantage. The only reason I think they won't beat them is because yep. Georgia is 20 points better on third down. Hmm. They are 55.2% conversion on third. That's and as sick. good as Ole Miss mm-hmm. is, <laughs> they're crazy. only 36. Yeah, The Hogs are better yeah. than them on third down, which is – that's all you need to say. Baffling. Very questionable, yeah. I mean, it's like, what, what's going on? Now, some of that's because he knows he's going to use fourth down. Mm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and, I, and you know, yeah. that, that could have been indicative of, of when I was at, you know, when I was calling plays. If I knew I was going to use fourth down, and it was fourth and three, and I knew we were going to make it anyway, third down, I, I, I'd go for a chunk play, mm. lower percentage play, because, and that makes your third down rate look go down. So I think his is probably more like, lower 40s but still Georgia's so good on third down and with their their tight end I mean they still give you crazy matchup problems 
with their tight end because yeah. you're still so scared of the outside guys that you have to commit the safeties to the outside and let the linebackers run with that tight end in the middle, and they just can't do it. I trust you guys more than I trust myself, but I will tell you, watching Sports Center, not Sports Center, game day last week, and then like half the half the panel's like, George is going to kill Missouri. This is the week where they open it up and kill. I'm like, I don't think so. Yeah. I think they're going to kill Ole Miss, so we'll see how it goes this weekend. I, I think they might end up beating them by two touchdowns, but I think it's going to end of the third quarter, it's a one-score game. I'm only interested, fourth, are they going to cover right. the number? That's <laughs> all I care about. One into the fourth, it's a one-score game. So if you could play them for, I know you can play them for a half, you can play them for three quarters. Yeah, if you're laying and you can make it a four-quarter game, you ought to be thrilled. I, I wonder think. if Georgia at all was overlooking Missouri, because even though their record's good and they're mm. the – they still think they're Missouri, and they were looking forward to this Ole Miss game a little bit. Mm. Is that a possibility? Thing, yeah. Well, the thing that I'm thinking, there's two things. And one is Lane Kiffin runs a bunch of plays that he's never going to run that you have to practice for. I agreed. And Love it. that's a problem mm. for a guy like Kirby. Like, Kirby Smart's already, he's mad. Because he's like, why do we, I got to practice this and this and yeah. this. And he's going to bring a whole new bag of tricks to the new thing. And this, like, we're not, this sucks. I hate this. Well. But then. You also have, um, I mean, that Judkins touchdown, the rushing touchdown from, I think it was from like 12 or whatever it was, he, he basically bisected the defense, and he could count on one guy that he saw on film that was going to over-pursue. And he sent, he sent a wing all the way across and on a little trap block. The linebacker ran with the wing, and then all of a sudden you get this lane, and Judkins walks into the end zone untouched. And I'm like, Kirby is going to drill that into his guys. So now what's what's Lane going to do now? Now he's going to have that guy start to do, and now he's going to be a lead guy, and now Judkins is going to run right behind him, and that's still a good play. That's what I'm looking forward to in this game is this little chess match. That's fun. All I will say is uh, Kirby, if, if they go three and out, he's only got to prepare for three plays per possession. Yeah. So. Mm. There's that, Wes. I'm sorry. Listen, yeah. I went to listen. I'm a UNC guy. You want to talk about? And when Larry Fedora was there, the amount of 90 second <laughs> three and outs that we had. Yeah. <clears throat> yes. Georgia had Florida the week before. Huge emotional mm-hmm. game. And then last week it was another big game for them. Missouri ranked one. This one, another one. Ole Miss. Next week, another one. They play Tennessee. How does that all factor into all of this with this little gauntlet? And maybe that you well, maybe coach like you said they were over maybe and they're playing a good Missouri? Georgia Tech team at the end of the year too they got yeah. a hard finish yeah. to their schedule very I don't think they're thinking Georgia I, Tech I, at all I don't think they're taking thinking Tennessee this week either but the no, point the point not. is right. they still have a tough a gauntlet of games here it's tough I think the big thing for them is and and they're doing Kirby Smart obviously he's from the Nick Saban school of everything I think they're hyper focused on what they have to do this week which is why the um, Ole Miss thing rings true to me where they're hyper-focused on Ole Miss. So these guys, they've been going back to their dorms, to their apartments, and they've been watching Ole Miss nonstop. Mm-hmm. These guys aren't watching those other teams. They're watching this team, which is why their eyes might deny them, and that's the problem. Uh, could or could be a problem. So I don't think they're distracted. I think that the gauntlet, with with, with the exception of health, I will give you this, health is going to be interesting when you're, when you're in there, but mm-hmm. none of those teams are teams like Alabama that are going to beat you Physical. up yeah. the way that, the way that Alabama would. So I think that it's all about scheme and being mentally ready, but you dump that stuff. As soon as you're done with it, you dump it. As soon as the game is over, you dump that. You hold on to what you think you might need, or you have the ability to call back things. But at the end of the day, you're not, that's not going to hold you up from getting done game to game. Um, and by the way, can we talk about Arkansas? Because come on, let's go. Yes. I got one more thing on Georgia, though, if we can for a second. Yeah. 
Um, the question then becomes, how real of a threat is Alabama to Georgia in an SEC championship Ooh. game? Milrow led him to 500 yards. First time they've had 500 yards of offense all year. I loved what he said. They quoted him during the game in the broadcast. They said he he basically stays in the pocket during practices, and he said, I know I can run, so I need to work on this passing part of it. <laughs> he can run. There's no question. If they turn him loose in the run game, they're going to be a tough out. So give me Alabama-Georgia with five weeks to go. Does Alabama have a real shot to get by them, do you believe? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Alabama's my favorite team in the country. Woo! I don't think they're the best team. I don't think they're the best team. But they are my favorite team, and they're my favorite team. And Coach, back me up on this. We're getting ready to watch. We're, we're watching this season. We're watching Nick Saban coach football. He's not rolling a ball out there. He is coaching football, and that's what makes Nick Saban exciting. I agree. I agree completely. I think this is, <clears throat> and and Nick Saban looks for motivation. You know, it's a little Michael yeah. Jordany. Whenever yep. Jordan made stuff up to motivate him, he's like, did that guy, did you say something to me? And he's like, I didn't say anything, Michael. He's like, you did. You said something he about me. About and then he, then he couldn't drop, drop 60 on him. I think Saban has really listened to everybody say, they're not this, they're not that. They don't have a quarterback. They don't have this. And he's, I think you're right. I think he's paying more attention to coaching, being more hands-on than he's ever been. And I think they decided, you know, that early season stuff with not knowing who the quarterback was, that's troublesome. And now they've just said, screw it. And Milrow, the best person that benefited from this, was him not because he gets to play, but because now he's like, I don't have to look over my shoulder. And basically they've got a giant moose with deer speed playing quarterback, Mm -hmm. and he throws it just well enough not to hurt him bad because he Mm -hmm. misses some open dudes on the intermediate 15 and 20 yard throws that he yes, need absolutely. if he could throw those they'd be by, by far the best team in the country in my opinion hmm. but because he does and because they even do with their have offensive to rely line on it huh even with their offensive line their, the lack of offensive line helps Milrow because he drops back and it he opens up run. it gets to run yeah. yeah he doesn't have to stand back there they don't expect him to they're not trying to get him to if that offensive line could block for 5 seconds like in the past they wouldn't let him be what he is right now. Hmm. And right now, this is their path to victory. I'm, I'm with you. This is the one team. I'm predicting right now, Georgia doesn't win the SEC. Whoa. Championship hmm. game. Okay. I, I just don't think I, – I think it's a I, – I, yeah. if I could get a good bet against them, I'd bet against them a lot. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you can't. I, just, I'm, I love Milrow. I think that, that – and, and the coach, the, the point that you make, you brought up, coaches, are great. I think that – and you're right. He's, he's so inaccurate in the intermediate, but – He's accurate. I don't understand how it happens. You maybe you can explain it to me, but the fact that a guy could be better throwing the ball thirty yards down the field than he is at twelve doesn't make sense. It's not logical. It, it, it is if you look at it like this. What they've taught his receivers to do is run under the ball and adjust their speed where it always lands in front of them. We call it pinning the receiver behind and pinning the defender Got behind it. you if there is a defender, but they've learned to adjust their route so every deep throw looks perfect. Watch, they might be running 22 miles an hour. The throw's short, three yards inside. It's an easy, slow adjustment inside. They slow down, catch the ball ahead of them. It still looks like a perfect throw, and that's the difference. He's not crazy accurate, but he does put enough arc on it Mm -hmm. where they can run and get to the ball. Yeah, I've also seen K.J. Jefferson make a living at throwing at 30 yards better than fives, too, so I'm, I'm used to watching this. Uh, okay, so Michael, you want to heap some praise on Arkansas? We'll let you finish with that. Give me your thoughts Dude, on the I'm, matchup this weekend, too. I mean, because I'm concerned about Auburn more than Wes is, 
Uh, not that he's saying it's Leia, but I, I I think this is going to be a tough out, honestly. I think Auburn's playing better, even though they've beaten some weaker teams. Auburn is playing weeks. better. I mean, this is, what is it, 4 o'clock game or, or 3 o'clock for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, this is – I'm looking at this game, and I'm just like, they're – like, Auburn is – they're terrifying. They're 5-4. and four. They understand the rest, what the rest of their schedule is because they know they're going to a bowl game because they have New Mexico State coming up. No problem. But they can get to a better one. If they can, if they can win this football game, the way that I look at it is this Auburn team is so. I don't know. I talked about it with with Washington State. What team is going to show up? What team shows up? Is it the team that lost? Not, but is it the team that got destroyed by LSU? Is it the team that gave Ole Miss a game? Are we looking at the team that went out there and and and? and wrestled around with, with, with Cal, what team shows up to this football game? I just w- think the last few both weeks... best teams show up? Who wins then? If both best teams show up, I think Arkansas, if both best teams show mm-hmm. up, I think it's Arkansas. Uh, largely because I have more invested in K.J. Jefferson, or I believe more in K.J. Jefferson. And now that we have a healthy uh, rocket, like now, now that's what I believe in. But the problem is, we don't know. It, it, but I don't know if both best teams show up. We're all going to find out together. But hey, listen, still got Florida to celebrate. That's good. Hopefully, they're done with that. But yeah, if they win this one, then you get the layup. Well, we think Florida International. Then uh, it all comes down to Missouri <laughs> to get to a bowl game. But we'll see. Uh, we'll talk to you before then, though, Michael. So that's good. We'll see where yes, we are at will. that point. I am, um, dude. I I am. I'm actually. No, no. You're an Iowa State guy. I almost, uh, I almost made a big mistake. I'm sorry. What? Iowa? You talking about Iowa in the under? I no. I'm going to. I'm going to watch uh, Caitlin Clark tomorrow. Caitlin Clark. Yeah. You should. Yeah. You, sh- you should. That's a good one. Um, yeah. Have, it's an Iowa. You're going to Iowa for that? I don't know. They're playing her. Uh, uh, Iowa's playing Virginia Tech here yeah. in Charlotte. Oh, it's in Charlotte. Okay, you should yeah, absolutely go, buddy. Listen, if she was within a hundred miles, I'd go. I'd pay money to go watch her play. Oh, hell, hell if she I was in two hundred miles. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go watch her play. We've got um, not four seats, but like right behind. Yeah. So we're. I'm excited. No, she's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm. I will, don't yeah. don't let me forget to ask you about that when we get you back on in two weeks too. Will do. Man. Well, well I, known, um, well known I, fact by the way, Iowa's in the top twenty-five. Yes. Uh, yeah. The lowest scoring team in the top 25. Are you talking about football? Yeah, football. Yeah. They're in the top 25. Their women's teams are in the top five. They're, they're terrible. They can't they're in the top the 25. The end zone. And they're numbered, what are they, 22 right now? When Danny oh, knows to be a significant upgraded offensive coordinator, you know where they are. They're 238th in the country in scoring offense. Yeah. Where does that stand with the um, the contract situation? What's that? Where you does that stand? Iowa, but you know they have a contract situation oh. where they have to finish at some point to for Ferris to keep for for the younger Ferris to keep his job. No, he's already fired. He's done. Okay, well they yeah yeah he's done. resigned. He's out. But I don't know whether or not they have cool. to give him much money to go away or not. Because I think the deal was he had to average like twenty four points a game or something. Yeah. He's not even getting twenty four points a month. So I don't think it's going to. That's why he covered me before last. They scored late. He was trying to get every point he could get. Yeah, they stink. Anyway, I and they can't get it's any too bad because they have a championship group. quality defense. Their offense is so pathetic. Anyway, all right, Michael, I appreciate it. Enjoy Kaylin right. Clark. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Yeah, let you, uh, you guys, I'll let you go. You guys have a good one. It's all always right. fun to talk. I'll talk to you in a couple weeks. All right, sounds hey, good. Michael. Thanks, Michael Felder. Always a good time.